0: Well, hello everybody! Welcome to episode two hundred and thirty-nine. That's two three nine. It's the InS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined again. I'm, I've missed you, uh, Mister Liam Keane. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit a little bit croaky this morning. I still got a bit of a, a bit of a husky voice from um, from a cheeky seven days away. Uh, but hopefully, you'll be able to hear me okay. Come in, Kino.
1: I didn't expect you to say you miss me. It's quite, it's uh, quite sweet.
0: Well, you, you wrote it in the script. I did it when I sent the <laughs> notes over. So um, I thought I had to put it in there, you know, just yeah, from, from a legal situation.
1: Like they think we're organised enough to do a script.
0: <laughs> I know it's so crazy. After two hundred thirty-nine episodes, wow, wow, wow.
1: How's it going, mate? All good, all good. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if you listened to uh, to last week's, but it was. Uh, I a didn't. Do nice...
0: you know? I haven't yet. I, I apologise. I, I I, do, I didn't mean to listen to it, but I've been so tired over the last couple of days. I just need to catch up on some sleep. But I do mean to get round to it. How how was it? Did it go well? Did you enjoy your, your new co-host?
1: Well, uh, as I was about to say, it was a, a nice change of pace with someone who I think you know he's just a little bit more professional. Wow. Um, you know, quite a quite an eloquent uh, host, really. So yeah, no, it was someone you know someone who could match my level. Kind Of thing. so
0: well, he definitely can match your level because he's <laughs> five foot five. Is Johnny, if you haven't met him in, i tell in, you in, what, mate, you know, live, vi- so it's, it's great that you've got someone at your height.
1: <laughs> the video after the game for the Arsenal game, oh, I was towering above all of them. I was like, This is a nice change of pace here, I'll take that
0: <laughs> astonishing, absolutely astonishing record he has got. I mean. Johnny Jury. If you, if you haven't met Johnny, obviously you must have listened to the podcast last week. But if you haven't listened to it, and he was at the Arsenal game, but he replaced Mr. Luke Hatfield, who uh, has departed to the um, <clears throat> that lot down the road, and um, and he's come in since December, and I've sent him to to seventeen different games in a variety of stadiums and leagues, from from the Premier League. Uh, doing uh, he's done Wolves now. He's done Villa. He's done, obviously, the Baggies, which he does the majority of. He's done Shrewsbury. He's done Walsall. He's gone to 17 games, and he has seen one victory. One. So maybe it's my fault for sending him to Arsenal on midweek on Thursday night, because it was only ever going to be one result. But that is... That's difficult. That's difficult to comprehend for me. 17 games, one win.
1: That is absolutely dreadful.
0: One win! And I think that was a late 1-0 or 2-0 Baggies win from nowhere in the 80th minute or something it when often. they were dreadful. No, d- definitely doesn't. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think out of those 17, he's seen something like 11 defeats or 12 defeats, 4 0 nil nils. I mean, it's absolutely astonishing. And you
1: look at it as well, the, the game he comes in for the Wolves game, and it is... It is the one who lost obviously to Arsenal. And then they go, you know, three days later and go win away at Spurs and it's And he like... was at home. He was at home. He's like I was like, mate,
0: you can do it from home if you want, or you can go to you can go to London. He's like, Oh, I've been to London so many times, do you mind if I do you mind if I do it? And and look, he was he he bless him, he did seven days in a row for me while I was away. So 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 I was like, mate, do it from home, it's no problem. And thank God he did. Thank God he bloody did. I
1: don't Absolute... want him coming back, mate, don't bring him back ever again after <laughs> Every, that.
0: Never again, ever again. Oh dear. But uh yeah, mate. It was um, it was nice. It was nice to get away. It was a boys' boys' trip. Um, I think I put a couple of tweets out during while I was there. I didn't go crazy, and I didn't want to really want to step on your toes during the game, so left them alone. Um, but uh, but yeah, my voice has completely gone. It was completely gone as of uh, we landed. Monday, landed Monday morning. It was gone. It was gone. I did the Warsaw podcast yesterday. It was just about coming back. I need a couple more days, but that was. I don't think I can do it anymore, mate. Drinking seven days in a row. Oh, that
1: sounds like a dream.
0: Three different states. Flew to Vegas on, uh, last Monday. Did three nights in Vegas. It was three of my best mates from back home. It was it was my fortieth, which was supposed to be last year, going to the Super Bowl in Miami, which obviously got cancelled for uh, due to COVID. So we, we we moved it forward to this year. And um, yeah, three days in Vegas. We then took a late detour and flew to Arizona for uh, the golf, the Phoenix Open, which the golfers uh, amongst you will know is in uh, very much a, a rowdy, crazy atmosphere for four days there. Um, uh, the 16th hole being like, almost like a stadium, uh, fully enclosed with um, lots, of, um, lots of debauchery, so to speak, uh, lots of drinking, and um, so we, we flew there and went one night, in, one night in Phoenix and did one day at the golf um a room a tiny room between four of us sharing <laughs> and then flew uh to LA and uh finished up at the Super Bowl for uh, for three nights mate so it was um it was great it was great yeah finished off with um the halftime show with a little bit of uh Mary J Blige and Dr Dre and Snoop Dogg Eminem everyone mate had everything um players drinks food you name it from what I can actually say at this moment in time, it's legally acceptable to say, it was it was a it was a proper trip.
1: Oh mate, I am I am jealous. I am. Um, I need to. I was going to ask you about that halftime mm. show because I mm. I'm not an American football fan. Yeah. Um, I'm not against. I'm not like you know. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm not going to pay any attention to it because it's American football. I'm not. I'm, it's not that I'm against ever yeah. getting into it. And maybe one right. day I will. But I just haven't really sort of you know grown to I, I don't really know the rules very well I haven't really sort of grown to much of an interest in it but mm. the halftime show I mean I'd have oh. paid a ticket just to be there for that because I'm a massive uh, you know rap and hip hop fan and all those um all those acts are, you know I'd have I'd have paid just to be for, be there for that I mean what was it like actually being in the stadium for <laughs> just it the it set was design bit...
0: was unbelievable I don't know if you saw the set design yeah, I'm sure you with like, you know, the, the, the LA city and county and, and just the way it was done. And obviously, you know, people haven't seen Dr. Dre in absolutely years. It's not as if like the guy's performing every other week. So to see someone, a legend like that, I mean, they're all icons on there. For me, it was one of the best ones of all time. It really was um, just just insane, insanely good. Um, the game, The game was a lot of fun as well. Uh, the tailgate was ridiculous. The tailgate, if people don't know, is kind of like, um, almost like a street party before. And there was uh, there was like an official one we went to with um, uh, with a lot of the players. So chatting away to them, some some of the you know the big names. It was great because, and what I do enjoy about American sports League is the fact that whether you are an LA Rams fan. Um, um, whether you are Cincinnati Bengals fan, those are the two guy, the two teams that were that were in the Super Bowl. They're all together. All the fans are together, and they're chatting, and there's a bit of banter, and and everything's kind of fun. And it's it's a shame for me that that can't happen in England. You know, you can't get two. Can can you imagine two different sets of supporters in and amongst each other in the stadium and outside of the stadium? It's not going to happen, is it? It's just not going to happen.
1: And that's the way it should be.
0: Well, I don't, you know, I don't think so. Well, it's the way it should be uh, from a policing point of view. But it <laughs> yeah, was, um, it was, um, oh, it was, it was great, mate. Honestly, I had an absolute, had an absolute ball, an absolute ball. So, um, yeah, mate, maybe, maybe I could take you with me next year. It's in Arizona next year, along with the golf. So maybe you can come with me. What do you reckon? Or does someone need to stay and look after the shop at
1: home? <laughs> mate, forget here. Forget, you know, if I'm getting that offer, forget here. I'm off. Let's go. It sounds perfect <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's a shame we got, Oh mate, Imagine if I was there for that halftime show. It looked so amazing. I watched the video of it. It was so good. You didn't stay up then, Dale? Oh god, no! Of course not, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was up for work. i um, you know, no rest for the wicked here. While you were sweating off, some people were uh, were, were working.
0: And, and thank God you were, because uh, what a bloody result on to Sunday! Right. I mean, oh my good god! I mean. I must admit, after the art I kind of saw the Arsenal game coming a little bit. I did. And when you go to Spurs, and maybe this is just the pessimist in me, I kind of feared the worst. You know, Kane's starting to find a bit of form. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe the little bit might be a little bit brittle after Thursday night. Uh but I mean they were absolutely superb to a man. They really were magnificent. And and the fact that they changed the formation, the fact that they, you know. Kundal came and had the debut of all debuts Kilman was back on it after after Thursday night and you know there's so many different stories and narratives to take from from the game but for me looking at it for looking at it from a distance the two two very important storylines for me and probably the most two obvious ones I guess when you look at those two goal scorers liam and you look at Dendonka, who has come in for some criticism, by the way. And look, sometimes, and I think warranted, I think sometimes maybe a little bit unjust. I think sometimes he's an easy, an easy target at times. And Raul Jimenez, who look has not been himself, has not been the type of Raul Jimenez that we have seen in the past. But to get those two scoring the key goals, with what with the games that, that are going to come and we're going to discuss in detail about the future and what Wolves can do this season in a little bit. But to get those two on the score sheet, playing well, playing as a unit, and the confidence is massive for me. Massive.
1: Definitely. It's exa- exactly what I took away from it, actually. You know, Kundal's David was great, but for me, those two being the scorers, and the fact it was those two, mm. were, that was the biggest sort of talking point I, I felt... Um, to touch on Den I think you're totally right. Um some criticism warranted, definitely. Um, you know, he's had, you know, particularly playing in a two, a few lackluster games to say the least. Um but then, you know, he's had some very good games playing in a three, I thought away at Brentford he was excellent. Uh, and then of course at Spurs I thought it was probably the best of the season. So um yeah, he deserves, you know, the constructive criticism, but you know, the warranted criticism when it happens, as does any any player. Uh but you're right, he's been a little bit of a, an easy scapegoat uh, at times as well but then equally he deserves the praise when he does well i thought he well he, he intercepted the ball and the pass to set up his goal in the first place you know had the awareness and the anticipation to enter into the box and uh, and get onto a loose ball i thought he you know got forward and helped um, and helped pedersen him and his throughout the game i thought he linked it really nicely with uh, on the right hand side with, uh, with sameda as well um, defensively, you know, dropped back into position. Made one or two small errors. There was one particularly in the second half that Kilmer mocked up uh, the error for him and, uh, and intercepted the ball. But other than that, I thought Dendonka was, was pretty was pretty good. Um, and then for him, you're totally right. He's been a little bit off the boil. You know, you look at his last goal from open play was uh, November 20th uh, against uh, against West Ham. Of course, he scored the penalty against Southampton uh, since then. But that was a big goal, I felt, for him because mm. he snatched out a few... Uh, opportunities hasn't he It's um, and he hasn't actually sometimes it's you know it's been one end of the spectrum to another sometimes he's snatched at a chance sometimes he's delayed and delayed and delayed and hasn't pulled the trigger um, and there was actually one in the second half when Kundal set him up uh, and he should have pulled the trigger a lot quicker than he did uh, essentially one on one and he delayed that so um, it's still things to work on but I felt that the biggest thing for me not only was the, the goal and, and it was a great finish by the way uh, albeit, uh, Lloris didn't uh, cover himself in glory once again. I think the biggest thing for me for for Jimenez and his performance was he really his aggression. He really bullied mm. the defenders. Uh, he held the ball up. He brought others into play. He found space. Once he got onto the ball, he was making the right forward passes. In finding Pedence in space. Then there was only one in that first half, if I remember correctly, where he could have played Pedes and delayed it. But other than that, he you know he was at the heart really of what was happening for Wolves going forward. Uh, and when you've got individual performances like then Jimenez, two players who have been a little bit off it now and then and you know playing at at, at least close to their best uh, i thought against spurs you link those individual performances with as you rightly say kilman i thought again was absolutely superb Neves, probably man of the match for me just ran the show uh, against a very you know experienced midfield but uh, and Spurs had to make a tactical change after 28 minutes to try and stop him. didn't didn't really work. When you mix those individual performances in with a bit of more consistency from your likes of Kilman's and, and Neves, who who are back on it again, and then the overall team performance, that is almost the perfect storm. And, and Wolves were, were very very good value for their win, particularly for the the first half attacking uh, attacking football. I think it was the best the best way to describe it is the way I described it uh, in my report was a, a clinical first half and a resilient. Defensive performance in the second, and and, and it was a, a two-nil clean sheet. And I don't think you can say fair in that really, because Spurs were were pretty toothless. You know, they had they, they had a, a few decent opportunities, a couple good saves, but they didn't really open Wolves up, um, particularly at home, as much as you like. And Wolves getting that early goal as well. And I'm ranting a little bit, but Wolves getting that early goal was important because we know what Spurs fans are like. They got on onto their team's back a little bit quite early on, uh, and I think that helped Wolves.
0: Yeah, they've got a great record against against Tottenham, not just at that new stadium, but at Wembley as well. Raúl loves scoring there. And, and look, you know, superlatives that we keep on saying about Bruno Large. But look, you know, I think in the after, in, in the post-match press conference, and he said, oh, i got I got word from my scout saying that we should play three in midfield. And that's exactly what they did. And, and he's got the best over, over, arguably, in inverted commas, one of the best managers in the world. in and, and Antonio Conte has had to be forced into a change after 20-odd minutes. So... You know, I mean, this, this guy is just fair play where they've got him from because he is walking on water at them this moment in time and the backroom staff that he's got and the trust he's got, not just in his players, like I say, but in, in you know, I mean, he says his scout, you know, one of his scouts has gone and said they need to play three in midfield. You know, I mean, I've, I've been around a lot of football clubs where scouts are just there to maybe give an opinion or write a few pages of notes, but really, ultimately, it's the manager who's going to make the decision. But he trusts his team. He trusts his backroom team implicitly. And look... To go there and, and to win it has really galvanised this team and, and it's, it was a massive win in terms of a tricky few games that Wolves have got and to, to rebound so quickly with the likes of Jean Moutinho missing and, you know, young 19-year-old coming in on his debut and to play such, such a great game from start to finish tactically is is amazing, really. It really is one of the success stories. Now, I got, I got poo-pooed when I said... Um, about a month ago that that Large is in the running for manager of the year I'm telling you what Bruno Large and he's not going to win it because it'll probably be Pep I mean I look at the other managers in that Premier League are you telling me that Bruno's not in the top three he should be in the top three absolutely without a shadow of a doubt he's doing incredible things at this football club
1: couldn't agree more couldn't agree more Um, I think the best or the biggest rather compliment I can give Bruno particularly regarding the the, the tactical comment you made and, and, you know, trusting his staff is that it doesn't feel like there's much of an ego there with Bruno. No. Um, and I think that that's fairly obvious from, you know, the, the months now of us speaking to him and, and the interactions with fans and things like that. I think most people would agree that um, it's not a a self-centred approach to, to look after the football club. And, and, you know, a lot of people in, in football and uh, particularly managers, a lot of them can be very, you know, ego-driven, you know, Personally driven, um, and of course he wants you know the best for his own career, which is which is the same as anyone else. But it's a very sort of team-oriented uh, ethos with uh, with Bruno, and it's, it's it's you know it's all for one, not one for all. You know it's it's he looks after everyone and, and wants everyone to work together, and I think that really does help. Uh, you know he, he's taking on the opinions of people he trusts, as you say, the scouts, his his backroom team. There's a reason he's got a fairly big backroom team, and um, and he's all worked with them in. in various aspects before Uh, and it's a very close-knit group alongside what is or what has been for a number of years now a very close-knit squad of players as well and I think those two dynamics sort of uh, combining helps Wolves it really does because it's um, you know they're getting over some challenges you know we all know the squad's you know not big enough arguably they needed to add one or two players in you know we saw in the Arsenal game with with a few players missing Moutinho missing Huang on the bench but you know, not able to play with that back spasm uh, debacle, um, mm. and they are light, and they are light uh, in the squad. But they are overcoming challenges every week, and I, I have to totally agree with you. With manager of the year, he's certainly in the running. Now, you're right; he won't win it. You know, whoever wins the the league, and that means Pep Guardiola yeah. <laughs> is gonna is gonna win it. But well, he has to be in that, that conversation.
0: Yeah, who 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 else is there? I mean. You know, Klopp, well, whatever. If they finish second or whatever, I mean, they're kind of. You'd have thought they're probably going to concentrate in the Champions League at some stage because because Man City are going to run, run away with it. I'm, I'm almost certain. But what other managers are the managers of that? What are the managers apart from Bruno? Is that? I don't think there is. Can you make an argument for I, anyone else?
1: I can't give an argument for anyone above him. I don't think. I think you can give an argument for a couple like top five options. Maybe a Graham Potter. Maybe a Maybe a Vieira. I think you know. I, th- I know. They dropped off slightly, but they, you know they're doing okay. Um, but otherwise, not really. I mean, you look at. Conte's obviously coming in part through the season. Spurs aren't doing particularly amazing. They're doing okay. Um, Arteta's Teta, doing I mean, okay. They might, they're cut. doing
0: fine, but they're not doing... I mean, Wolves are overachieving in a big, big way. When you look at the squad size, when you look at the players, when you look at the incomings and outgoings, even so, even still running into January, they are absolutely flying Sorry, David Moyes might have a shout. Not for me, Arteta. Not for oh, of me. Course more, Conte, yeah. you're joking. Brighton. I mean, Potter. I mean, okay. Twenty-four. Same, similar. Brighton for me. You know, played twenty-four points thirty-three. I mean, six points less than than Wolves with a game. They played a game more for, for me. Bruno. is hands down number two, and and should be. I you know. I wish it wasn't just the the winning league manager with a with a with a you know a five hundred million pound squad. I wish it was a little bit. A little bit, you know, less clear-cut than that, and and you know they they gave a bit of a a bit of
1: a chance and a bit of a nod to the so-called in inverted commas lesser teams because he's he's right up there for me. I totally forgot about David Moyes. He's probably be the closest I'd say actually to Bruno, but I think yeah, I, I'd I'd still I think it's a slightly closer battle between them two than you than you say, but cause I think Moyes did a very very good job. But, he has yeah, he has, yeah. Done, he has done a good job Wolves have got
0: two games in hand over them and four points and played them on Sunday so maybe we'll we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> yeah, a we'll, week on
1: Sunday <laughs> we'll come back to that one um, I, well, I mean you you won't know this because he as you say he didn't he uh, didn't hear last week's but I did say that potentially Kundal could come in so I want to give myself a little bit of praise there oh here that, we go uh, a little pat that, on the that, back for Kino that I called that one um, but a, a, a question I wanted to put to you and I think it was last week I said it or maybe I might have said it to you before but mm. um at what point do we stop describing this wolves team as overachieving now i can't take credit for this myself someone actually tweeted this to me and i thought it was actually a very fair point um i forgive me i forget who it was that said it but you know there there comes a point and at what point do we get there that this wolves team's no longer overachieving they're just good enough to achieve this if you see what i mean um no, now I... there, there is issues of course with the, the squad size and what you know we've all we've all said that i think we we i think me and you at least um Broadly agree on 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 the points there, but at what point do we get to? I mean, do they get into the you know the top five or six this season, let's say, and do we say that's a, an overachievement from what we thought at the beginning of the season? Yes, but you look at at what they're doing throughout the season consistently this year. At what point does it just become the norm?
0: It's a good it's a good question, Liam, and I can definitely understand that there comes a point where yes they're not underachievers because there is an expectation there but for me and we're going to, let's go on to the table as it as it is at this moment in time for me wolves up are, are, are probably a little bit weaker than they were last season probably not as strong as they were maybe a couple of seasons ago so if you're talking about them overachieving then when they finish 7th then then I think arguably if wolves make European football this season it is the greatest achievement out of them getting to europa league the back to back sevenths and when Nuno took them into the into to win to win the championship in his his first season in charge for me if wolves get european football this year that is the that is the the most incredible effort of the next last four or five years for me and that will that will be That'll be crazy to some people, but for me, with this squad, with the with them not strengthening as much as what we thought in the summer and in January, and then to be doing this, I think is is quite stunning. With a new manager, with the same squad, with him losing players in January, with him not potentially getting the targets that he perhaps wanted over the summer and in January, and I know this, you know... There were reports saying that you know, he was happy with Cundell. I'm sure he is. I mean, he showed exactly what that is on Sunday. But you're not telling me that, that he didn't want a midfielder in January to bulk it up. We've all discussed that. But I think it would be the greatest of all achievements if they did do that. So for me, they are overachieving this season. If they go and invest £5,200 100 million in the summer and they're on the back of European football, then I think we can stop. But I would say that they are massively overachieving at this moment in time with this squad.
1: Mm. I think um if you look at the context of the squads that, that Nuno had over those four years, you're probably you're probably right actually, because you know, Bruno has not had the luxury of, of, of um of Johnny, mm-hmm. Neto and mm-hmm. Bolly, three mm-hmm. very, very big players. Yeah. Diogo Jota's no longer at the club. Exactly. I I, yeah, I understand that Nuno didn't have him for the last season, but still that's a I think that's a factor. Mm-hmm. Adama hmm has gone in January. Yeah. You, I mean, you've brought in Huang and Trincao but you know, and I like Huang. I think trincao has got talent, but I don't. You know, they're not on the same level. I don't think as well. You could say Dr. Like, Dr. like a Costa Cav
0: situation at that time. You know, mm. maybe similar ish. I mean, different. You know, different styles. But those kind of players who can score goals, who can have good games, and then maybe poorer games. You know, Doc. Okay, now you know Doc was Doc was one who was absolutely brilliant under under Nuno before he got sold to Spurs, and, and he's a different player now. Of course, he is, but. These type of players, Liam, when you the third highest scorer, these are the type of players. Why I think that that if you look at, uh, at Wolves at this moment in time, and incredibly, they're not eighth in the table, which they have been for three and a half years, the seventh, which is great. That if they did do this and 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 did pull this off, it would it would be for me the, the greatest achievement.
1: I'm struggling to disagree, to be honest, simply because of the you know the context of the players available um, available to them and of course a lot of the players that have been brought in most recently you know you lots of mosquera mm-hmm. for example uh, mm-hmm. are the younger players that are coming through so it's not yeah. there's not been a, a plethora of um you know first team or at least first 11 uh, additions uh, so yeah I, I to be honest I, I can't really i can't really disagree and i think that just adds again to to the job that bruno is doing i mean it is it has been a, a monstrous effort so far and i know we're going to come on to, to the table and, and all the permutations but it gets it gets very exciting, um, doesn't it? You know, we've got to stay objective. We've got to stay grounded. And you don't want to get get too ahead of yourselves. But it does get very exciting when you look at uh, where wolves could go this season. Right.
0: Let's let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. I mean, Liam, at the start of the season, and we looked at it, and we looked at the players that we thought wolves needed: a centre back, a midfielder, maybe a striker. And you know, none of those players came in. And we kind of give our predictions. And I think you said,
1: Liam. I believe I said 12th.
0: Yeah, I believe you said 12th too. I said, in and around that, I said that there wouldn't be anywhere near relegation, but there would probably be bottom half of the table, between mid and, I don't know, around 12th to that 14th situation. And we've kind of stuck to it, and I've kind of wavered and gone more top half, and you thought, well, maybe top half would be would be a great achievement, maybe 10th, 9th. Is it now time, Liam? Wolves? Twenty-three Played 23, points 37, four points away from fifth, with two games in hand. Is it now time to start thinking, and not dreaming, but thinking about European football? Can they do it? Have you changed your mind? Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter
1: for The Express and (laughs) Star, Mr. Liam Keane it's certainly time to start thinking about it. Oh, yes. come on,
0: man. Come on.
1: And, and I think that's that's no that won't come in as any surprise to fans because I think you look at the way I um I've probably worded my last couple of reports in the in the Arsenal Spurs game, you know, it, it is almost centered around that hunt for for Europe and you have you have to say the Wolves are certainly in that race. Now, what worried me and what your question was going to be was I thought you were going to say is start to, is it time to start thinking about the top 4. Because um, I would have been a little bit more reserved on that and said, and to be honest, I think that's even though mathematically it's more than possible, I think it. Um, you have to look at Wolves sustaining results for the what? How many games are left? What seventeen? Whatever there are against these other clubs that are also going to be, you know, picking up results. You have to, you have to make up the ground and then sustain it. Uh, 15, 15 uh, left. Fifteen. There you go. You have to make up the ground and then sustain. That kind of form in those fifteen games, you've probably got to win. You've probably got to win twelve or thirteen out of fifteen if you want to get top four. Um, as I say, you've got to make up those that those gap in points there, and then. So I don't think I don't think that is going to happen. Uh, it's it's nice to get excited about the you know that possibly happening or, or wolves being on the cusp of it, but wolves are certainly capable of getting top six, top seven this season. I really do think that. Are they um, safe,
0: Liam? Thirty-seven points. Are they safe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to worry about that. I
1: mean, there's always the um, there's always that magical forty-point mark, isn't it? I think Wolves in the next, in fifteen games. I think they'll they'll make three points uh, as as a bare minimum. Although I'm trying to remember to the last season or two. I, I think it was actually less than 40 points that some teams stayed up with, if, if my memory's serving me right. But, well, he, um, you
0: know, a good research always always has a previous tables um, on him, and uh, I've got that now. Uh, Burnley stayed up. But uh, do you know how many points it would have taken to stay at last year? How many points?
1: I'm going to guess 39.
0: 29! What? 29 points.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow, full okay. Finished, that was full, way below then.
0: Full finished 18th with 28 points. Burnley finished 17th with 39, but 29 would have been enough. That's how bad it was.
1: Ah, I think we will be all right. Yeah, Uh, I think they'll be
0: fine. (laughs) I mean, look, top four is Champions League. I agree with you. I think it might be a step too far. They would have to go on a hell of a run. And I'm not too sure whether, um, I'm not sure whether they can do that and sustain it. Like you say, you've got Man United fourth at the moment. Uh, And look, looking susceptible, by the way. But at the same time, not only do you have to keep that up, you also have to um, beat Arsenal, the likes of West Ham, Manchester United, into you know, and they are three or four points, five points behind that at the moment, at this moment in time. So it would take an extraordinary run of of results. Although the fixtures after the next three are pretty kind. However, I'm concentrating on fifth, sixth, seventh. Now, let's go into it. What's Europa League place? Cuz there's a little bit of confusing. What's a Champions League place? What's a Europa League place? What's a Europa League Conference place? And how does that change with the Carabao Cup final that's that's due very very soon um and with the the FA Cup final.
1: Yes. So, um as you know everyone knows the the top 4 is uh, is Champions League. Mm-hmm. So that's nice and straightforward. Yeah. Um and then it, so I'll do it in terms of uh, what each competition is, and then how the cups uh, how the cups change that. Um, the, the Europa League uh, is the fifth place Premier League team, okay. Just the, just the one, and then it's the FA Cup winner on top of that. So it doesn't actually go down to six or seven until I, I come onto the the changes. Um, so yeah, it's the fifth place and the FA Cup winner is the uh, Europe. Excuse me, the Europe, Europa League. Uh, the Europa Conference League is the uh, Carabao Cup winner, and that's it. So how this go can ahead. change how this can change for uh, for Wolves and of course for the top six, top seven and it will go up to seven max. Uh, if the FA Cup winners finish mm-hmm. in the top five of the Premier League, their Europa League group stage place will go to the next highest team, which will be sixth place. Okay. So that's the FA Cup winners. And of course there's still uh, you look at the, the teams that are left in the FA Cup, there's still it's only the fifth round, isn't it, coming up. There's Man City still in it, Spurs are still in it, Chelsea is still in it, West Ham, uh Liverpool, so you know, there's a good chance there that one of those teams who will hopefully be within the the top five uh, mm-hmm. will will at least get to the final, potentially yes. win it. So, so the, the odds there are, are quite good. Uh, of course, the EFL Cup, which you, you or the Carabao Cup, I'll refer to it as um, the final, is Chelsea and Liverpool, who are mm-hmm. going to be within the top three or four, you'd imagine. Um, so that is 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 helpful to Wolves. So if the, if the EFL, Trophy or the Carabao Cup uh, winner finishes in the top five or the top six, if the FA Cup. Uh, winner is in the top five and it drops down. That mm-hmm. then goes to the next one again, uh, which will be the Europa Conference League, and that drops to seven, seventh place. So, That's, okay, that, easy, that
0: makes sense. It is, it is a bit, it is a bit uh, convoluted and a little bit long. And yeah, it I is. I think you've described it very, very well. Realistically, Liam, you have got to think that there is an excellent chance. I would say an eighty-five to ninety percent chance that. It will go down to seventh. Will be enough for a Europa League conference lip spot
1: this season. So yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, so essentially, because the Chelsea and Liverpool are playing in the Carabao Cup final, it's guaranteed that Europe uh, will be top six this season. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, it's top five, but because those yeah. two are in the final, because unless one of them drops out, of the top five or top yeah, six, and yeah. you know, it's not going to happen. Nailed um, on six, and very it's, it's nailed on six, and it's very likely. You know, you're going to have a. A, you know, a city, a Chelsea, a Liverpool, who, as I said, are all still in the in the FA Cup. One of them is very likely to get through mm-hmm. to the final, at the least. Um, so it, it, yeah, I think you're probably your percentages are probably on there. It's probably about you know an eighty ninety percent chance that it will drop down to seventh as well. Um, but it's certainly sixth this season minimum because of the the final with, uh, yeah. with Chelsea and Liverpool.
0: So, look, looking back again at the leagues uh, to finish seventh last year was Tottenham, and they had 62 points from their 38 games. Year before, 7th was, as you know,
1: Liam? Was Wolves. I don't was know Wolves. what points they were on, but...
0: 59 points from 38 games. And the year before that, 7th was, Liam?
1: That was Wolves.
0: Wolves, uh, 57 points from 38 games. So 57, 58 and 62. You take an average of that, you're looking at probably 60 points... Mm. might be enough for 7th. Now, being the the mathematical genius that I am, Liam, uh, 15 to play, if you look at 60 points, that's another 23 to get to 60. Now, if you tell me that you need to get 23 points from your remaining 15 games to finish 7th, I mean, that's more than achievable. More than achievable. And, And probably likely, to be honest...
1: That that's what is that's the, that's what's so exciting. Wolves are really getting themselves into this kind of position. You have to bear in mind there are a couple small factors that Arsenal and Spurs have both got a game in hand on Wolves, but then equally Wolves have got what is it two in hand on both West Ham and United. Mm-hmm. So I suppose that evens out a little bit. But they've oh, also Arsenal got the best
0: and- running out of any of the top six when it comes to fixture difficulty at this moment in time. And that for me is key. That for me is absolutely key. And that Spurs win. Not only is it important because those are the teams that are around them, but it for me it's a belief factor that they can go there into the lion's den against a rival and produce a magnificent display that they can then say, Okay, we can do this. Who are this lot? You know, we're as good as these, if not better. And I think they've proved that time and time again. And it's not just the result, like you say. It's it's a, it's psychologically a huge boost for the remainder of these games that they've gone there and got that result within three days of getting beat against home against Arsenal. Mm. That, for me, is huge from a mentality point of view.
1: And it's interesting what you said there about you know, we're as good as these or, or if not better. Bruno said, I believe it was the Arsenal game, not the Spurs game, but it's the same the same point stands. He said, after the game to us, we asked him... Um, I spoke to the players at half time and I said We are a better team, we have better players. It, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here now to say essentially go out there and go after them and, and you know, put a, a performance on for your fans. Out, you know, they didn't come over with the results, they they were better in the second half, certainly. But that kind of mentality, I mean, that is you know, uh, as the kids would say, it's an elite mentality. Mm. You know, they, they talk about in football these days. That is um I th- I think that's a that's a a really special way of looking at it, and I don't think Wolves have had that in previous years. There's a real belief um, now. They care, he, you know. Bruno's careful with the messages he puts out. You know, he he spoke before the Arsenal game about um, you know this being the time to put pressure on the players. It's it's this is the kind of run. This is the second wave of the season. You know, the kind of run we need to go on to achieve what we want to achieve doesn't quite go as far as saying you know we're talking about top six, whatever. Speak to Max Kilman after the Spurs game. He says he says to me you know we're not having those conversations uh, at the club about top six we're just trying to take a game as it as it goes it's a little bit of a cliche and I think it's it's probably not wholly accurate they're probably you know there's been one or two little conversations you'd imagine between players you know they're only human Um but they're being very careful with the messages they're putting out, but in house. Little oh, Google,
0: a, little Google to the where the Europa League final is next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean you know, just from a very selfish point of view, to go on a to go on a few trips uh, following Wolves in Europe would be would be special. But um yeah, I think the the mentality and the attitude coming out of the club and the the, the siege mentality coming out of the club um is very promising. And and I think you'll bang on when you say you know they've gone into the Lions Den at Spurs. It's a magnificent stadium. They've got very talented players, albeit to be honest, I think Wolves are a better outfit than them. Um, and they've gone in there and they've fairly comfortably turned Spurs over. Fairly comfortably. There are a couple of scary moments, but they, you know, they were they were very good value for that win. And it wasn't because Spurs were bad. Spurs weren't great, but it was because Wolves were better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I'm just looking to see where the uh, the finals are.
1: <laughs> okay, 2023 wow. final Budapest. Been there. I've, no, I've never been, but I wanted to go. So that's oh, nice. it's
0: great. I was there in the old Middlesbrough days. And uh, 2023, here we go. Oh, T- TBC, TBC for Ooh, the um exciting for the conference the conference league. But hey, hell, mate. It's it's exciting times, and it, and they thoroughly deserve it. It's such a it's such a it's such a happy group and it's easy to say a happy group when they're doing well and winning but it really is it's it's a, it's a massive team effort and when you look at the squad when you look at the likes of of Huang to come back in here Johnny who was was on the verge i think of coming on wasn't he at Spurs but um got held back and 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 they made a different a, a different change but him coming back just to help and just to be that feel good factor around the squad you've got Jimenez now hopefully with his pecker up and can really finish the season strong and then you add pedro neto to the mix as the wild card for the final 10 games of the season goodness me it's exciting it really
1: is it is you know they've um th- there's a lot of variables there and you know anything can happen in football but the the momentum wolves have really got themselves in now is and that mentality i talk about is is key there's a real belief there that they're more than capable of doing of doing something special this season um, and that's what gets fans excited. Now there will be there will be results that will disappoint fans. Obviously, the Arsenal one was one. But I, and I wrote this in my my debrief this week that never write this Wolves team off because they always come. They always find a way of coming back. They you know it's actually speaking to Dave Edwards as well for his column this week, and he said, you know, after the Arsenal game, I felt that potentially it might be a step too far for them this season. And then in the typical Wolves way. They prove me wrong. Three days yeah. later, yeah. Um, don't ever write this Wolves team off, and, and, and it's not just under under Bruno. They've shown that under Nuno as well. Plenty of times when you think Wolves are dead and buried, they pop back up again with a result. And I think it's important to remember that because there will be results. They're not going to win every game between now and the end of the season. There will be results that don't go their way. There'll be performances that aren't good enough. And it's how they bounce back from that every time. And it's and then they you know as I said this, uh, on here before, they may go on a on a short run. Of uh, of poor results and you know, they may lose two or three in a row, and it's how the squad and the fans come out of it the other side. I think this squad's more than capable of uh, of coming through a bad patch and and showing their their character. Um, it is exciting. I think. Don't get too overboard. I think top four is probably, as I say, realistic in terms of you know the mathematics, but it's I think unrealistic in the uh, in what it would take to really to really achieve it. Now I might change my mind if we get through to April and they're, and they're on the cusp of it, but I think at the moment it's, it's a little bit too much to ask. But they're more than capable of getting top seven, and if they get seventh, you know it'll be the same as the, the previous seasons when they were waiting on um, they were waiting on on Man City F- to beat to, to beat F- in the FA Cup final. Well, um, look,
0: me, me and Spears went to the FA Cup final to uh, to, to watch Man City um, demolish the opposition. So um it would be um it'd be folly for me and you not to, to to attend an FA Cup final I think Liam if 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 Wolves is Europa League spot or Europa League Conference spot depended on it, you know. I think that's, too that's right. in the um I think I think from a journalistic point of view we should have an all expensive all expenses paid trip to a, a weekend in London. What would you say? You're
1: speaking my language. Okay, there we
0: go. Right, um, other news, other breaking news, really, Liam, um, and the fact that England are coming back to Molyneux. Uh, they're, they're here every every other year, aren't they? But they're back again. It's been a while. It's been a while.
1: It's been it's been a little while for year. The, uh, the men's senior team, certainly. How, how, how long has it been? Uh, so yes, uh, the you know Gareth Southgate is bringing his side down to uh, down to Molyneux. Uh, first time that have played um, at Molyneux since December 1956. Wow! Which is just over 65 years ago. Wow! Uh, a long, long time ago. Um, and I believe, if I'm, uh, I'm just pulling up in front of me now, uh, so that game in 1956 was a World Cup qualifier for the World Cup in 58. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Denmark um, at Molyneux. Uh, Billy Wright played. Um, and of course, Dudley's finest Duncan Edwards scored twice in that game as well. Actually, so, uh, I'd,
0: I'd, I've just seen that, although it's not on your copy, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. been added to it,
1: yeah, it can, it can be. Um,
0: oh, no, it already has been by by you know someone yours truly while we're oh, on this podcast, multitasking. You, you are you're welcome.
1: I, see, I can't multitask that's the problem <laughs> um, So, uh, so yeah, no, it's. Um, I think it's it's great, you know, to see Wolves and Wolverhampton as a city and Molyneux being used as a. A venue, not only you know these these aren't friendly games either. This is England playing them in the Nations League. Now it's not a you know the the tournament isn't as revered as other tournaments for obvious reasons, but it's a competitive uh, two fixtures. Um, so to see Wolves being recognised and, and Monu and, and the city being recognised is great. Great for 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 the locals and great for for football fans in general to in the, in the local area to come and watch. The disappointing thing is that the, one of the games is behind closed doors. Mm. Um, so Saturday, uh, June 11th, uh, against Italy, which you know arguably is the, the best game out of the two for, for obvious reasons, um, that'll be behind closed doors because of the UEFA sanctions ba- uh, placed on England following the final, obviously all well, the, the the trouble, the Euro final. Um, but then on the Tuesday following that, on June 14th, uh, at home, I say at home at U, uh Against Hungary uh, again in the in the Nations League, um, and fans will be able to attend that one. Uh, in terms of ticketing, there they haven't announced it yet. It's going to be in due course, um, but yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for um, for Wolves. And and a little question to throw your way: mm. Could we could we see Max Kilman's first England appearances? Oh,
0: you beat me to it, Keno.
1: <laughs> I had to. I didn't even know you were planning it, but I just you know had a feeling.
0: I mean. I think there's a decent chance. I've got to be honest. I think there is a decent chance he will be in that squad and playing one of the two games if he carries this off. But we'll see. Look, I'm in no rush for Max Kilman to get called up because I just want him to concentrate on his football at Wolves, to be honest. And I'm sure he is. He's a very level-headed, intelligent human being. But um, if that's at the end of the season, when all's said and done, I'll be more than happy. And I'm sure, hopefully, Liam, if we're not um, on, on, on Holly Bob's bar, then we'll be able to 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 go there and interview him after the game. Look, it'll be a a fantastic day for Connor Cody as well. Of course, you know, not not forgetting him. I mean, he's been absolutely incredible, incredible, and he deserves this. And to to be able to 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 hope. You never know. I mean, Gareth might give him the armband depending on on what they're doing in games. But to be able to walk out, hopefully, fingers crossed, in um, an England side with his, with, in his home club would be would be magnificent. I mean, I'm just I'm just dreaming ahead now and looking at those. Uh, those queues of England fans outside the Steve Bull waiting to get in, it's going to be,
1: it's going to be <laughs> glorious. <laughs> well, in terms of the holidays, it works out quite well. I mean, I'm away for the behind-closed-doors June 11th one, but that Tuesday the 14th is my first day back from a couple of ah, weeks off, so uh, time no. has worked out quite nicely. Let me have a look. What is it? What are the dates again? Let me have a look where June I am. June 11th, searching.
0: June 14th. June 11th, I am here. June 14th, I am off. Why am I off on June the 14th for one day? June the 14th. Why does that ring a bell? Ah, Royal Ascot.
1: Royal Ascot, mate. Unbelievable. Well, I'll be there on my own then.
0: Well, I'll be there on my own on the 11th. <laughs> so, <and> behind <laughs> closed point. doors. So, there you go. Meh, Um Okay, shall we take some questions from the beautiful people? Let's do it. 50, 55 questions to get through. <laughs> Christ. Um, okay, I'm scanning. Uh, Liam, you've got to pick uh, the one newsy question. Um, and they're gonna get a little bit of a, a bit of a prize and I'm gonna pick the one that made me chuckle the most. So how's that? So just think about that as we go along.
1: So uh, wait, I'm picking one that is. You're is picking good, news is the news of the wolves question, yeah. Oh okay, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay,
0: here we go. Um Andrew Hadfield says, seeing how close fourth through seventh is, uh what goal difference would you feel would be good?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting so wolves are currently on four, Spurs are on minus one, Arsenal nine West Ham at eleven, United eight. Yeah, it's certainly something to, cause it, as he rightly says, because the points are so close. It's something to take into account. You probably well, you need a positive. Certainly, um, Wolves don't concede many. They don't tend to score loads. I'd, I'd say maybe somewhere around ten could do. So a bit more than they than they've got now. Uh, but that puts them on hopefully more level with the teams around them, and hopefully they don't add too many.
0: Yeah. Chris Fisher, did you manage to blind anyone in the tea box with those pearly white chompers? <laughs> and how many points do you think you, uh, the guys will need to get into European or Champions League? So, um, yes, the teeth, um, especially when the luminous uh, laser lights at, uh, at Omnia, at Caesars Palace came on, I did definitely look uh, very, very white, very luminous. But uh, hey-ho, it's all good. It's all good. Um, although, mate... Don't do whitening every day for three for, for three months. It's not good. It's not good for your teeth. It's not good. Don't do it, Liam. I've never done it. Tingling sensation. It's, it's, oh. You don't want any sensitivity. Um, how many points? Well, we discussed the Europa League spot. Um, I said around 60. 61. Would you agree, Liam? Would you concur?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. You've you taken an average of, what, 62 to fifty-seventy. Yeah, about around 60-ish makes sense.
0: 67 got Champions League football last year. 66 the year before that, and the year before that, 71. Um So we're not, we're not talking loads more, loads more points, but you're looking at probably another another 8 to 10, would you say? Yeah,
1: I was going to say about 68 average, yes. probably around there.
0: Yes, I, I, w- I would say so. And on top of that,
1: with Leicester, I know Leicester are
0: below Wolves this season, but they're still very, very useful and can do some damage. But Leicester to West Ham to Arsenal you need to take points off your rivals and if you're going to do that you need to keep on going you need to go to Arsenal and get your revenge you need to go to West Ham and beat them you know these are the kind of sides not only are you are you you claiming points but you're taking them off your rivals and that's just as important
1: totally agree bang on Mm
0: -hmm. bang on bebe nothing but Neto says do you buy the recent news that Large didn't want to sign a new midfielder in January because Kundal um, or is that just something to keep the fans quiet?
1: Well, you know, he certainly um, will have wanted additions um, and and they've got to way up bringing through a player and bringing in a player that is, um, you know, that's going to sit on the bench and not do much. So uh, I, I think it was for me, uh, you know, as far as I understand it, it's Kunda was a, was a. You know, a part of the decision but it, for me the crux really was Moutinho and Neves doing so well this year that they have to bring someone into, you know, if they're going to bring anyone in it has to be someone that's going to come straight to the starting 11 and going to, are they going to get anyone in January for a deal that financially makes sense that is going to be better than them and also you've then got the problem of disrupting that partnership and taking one of them out so that was probably the uh, that alongside disrupting bringing Kundal through and having a player that's going to sit on the bench and probably be unhappy is all those factors together really uh, stopping Wolves from bringing a player in um yeah. i mean and and of course it. January been difficult to you know to do business in as well
0: look they were looking for a midfielder they really were and it might have come down to the last couple of days and they were like look we've got a B and C potentially and, and Bruno's gone look, I'd rather probably just play Kundal, to be honest there's no guarantees there so I think that's more the same but look of course of course Wolves needed to, to strengthen and, and needed to get more more bodies and I think that's absolutely no, a, a no-brainer um, Proc says how much do you think you could get Bolly for or get for Bolly in the summer and how much would it need for you? To be glad to sell him. Um, I don't really want to answer that question too much because for me, um, I still think Willie Bolly, I don't know why, but I still feel he's got a part to play this season somewhere down the line. And I know it's been very difficult and I know he's been injured and I know there's been issues, but I feel like at one some point in the next two to three months, Willy Bolly will have a very important role to play in this running,
1: I and I hope so because he's a very, very, very good player and a very important player who has had certainly this season, but probably the last two seasons, a very difficult time. Um, I think if he if you can get him fit, get him playing, and you know, he's getting back into some training now as well, then I think what he could add is invaluable. But the problem is, are you going to be able to rely on it because of? The issues he's had this season with with illness and injury and everything stacking up together, um, I think he's he, I think there's potential for him to have a, a part to play, but I just I just wouldn't bank on it because of the issues he's had. And that's um, you want it to be a nice surprise rather than be a disappointment when you're when you're expecting it. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Zach says, how much impact do you think the positive environment and the general togetherness of all departments behind the scenes has helped in the senior team, academy sides, and women's team successes so far this season?
1: Yeah, it's similar to what I was saying earlier. I think they um they really are trying to make it a clear link through the uh, the academy stages and through up to the first team in terms of the football side of things. Little things like the uh the attitude of of the manager Bruno and other staff around Compton with you know uh, food staff, catering staff, cleaners, things like that, ground uh, groundsmen, people like that. Um you know, there's a I've got all them here. <laughs> I bet you do it doesn't it's a one big me. happy family they um, you know Bruno you know he's been known to you know to stop and chat with people he's very personable very uh, amicable with people so um, that uh, that helps to, towards an atmosphere and it's little things like um, just taking the time with people which doesn't seem like a big deal when you look you know from the outside in but I think for the people that are there to, to have an atmosphere and a work environment that is you know Healthy and happy, uh, he's going to rub off onto players and, and onto training, and uh, and then you know that you see them around the uh, the time of the, the Super Bowl, getting ready for the Spurs game, and they're chucking miracle footballs around the around the training pitch and just having a bit of a laugh sometimes as well. They're they're finally a real good mix, I think, of you know some very serious, difficult training and and an atmosphere where they're not piling so much pressure. On each other um, in and around the training ground, then they're having they're in, they're enjoying their football. Uh, for me, if they can find the right balance of that, which so far they have, it's it's a good recipe for success.
0: Jathan Nuder, what are the best potatoes to use for mash? Russet, Russet potatoes. Jathan um, is the best. Although, look, I don't touch mashed potato because you need to fold in a lot of butter for them to be very very good, and you know that's that's not my gig, not my gig at all.
1: I'll just take your word for it I'm not a clue. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: what else are we looking at? Uh Brian, uh, when Johnny is fully back, do you think Ignoi will get some play at left wing to keep him in the side? Do you think he would be suited to that? Uh
1: I, I it's not beyond the rounds of possibility if they've got some sort of injury issue and they need a you know they need him to play in that position. Um and I think he could like, he could do it, but I think he is better Carrying the ball and coming up, you know, arriving later in the action with the ball, rather than receiving the ball maybe with his back to to a defender or having to turn a defender. Um, I'm not quite sure that's going to suit his game as much. Uh, I could see it if they need if they were desperate, but I think it's you know it's probably unlikely.
0: What's your dream Champions League group? asks Jack uh, for Wolves to be in next season.
1: Well, I mean, great question. Um...
0: Gotta have a big boy in
1: there. I'm, well, I know this isn't possible because of the seedings, but this is, I'm gonna just this this would be the you know it's the question is a dream one. This would be it. It would be Real Madrid going to the Bernabeu. It would be PSG. So the Wolves. So, so I see Messi play, and also you know seeing Wolves play against Messi, and also yeah. seeing Wolves play at the Bernabeu. Um, and I think I would drop in. This might be a little bit of a different one. I think I might drop in a a Dortmund. Oh.
0: Um,
1: because I I've always been a big fan of Dortmund as a club and what they do and and just to see that yellow wall in person as well uh for fans that don't know the the big stand the the one tier stand they've got um yeah I think that that would be it I mean obviously it would never happen but yeah it would be unbelievable but then you if we're going to look at a realistic group I mean you don't that, want
0: the Adamo-Troy-Roy Derby
1: <laughs> well that would be pretty good as well but I, I would just I think I'd just choose Real Madrid over the over the Camp Nou um like, you know, I don't want to go too much on this because we already said it's. You know, Wolves are probably not going to get top four, but let's say a realistic group. Uh, and in terms of seedings, I would take a big boy, and I probably would go around Madrid. Yeah, I would take. I would take. A, you know, a Portuguese like a like a of Sporting or a Porto or mm. something like that would be quite mm. nice. Um, and then I wouldn't mind a little trip to to Switzerland, maybe a Basel.
0: Oh, you just go through the bloody European I'd countries here. You know Christ.
1: what? Forget it. Zenit, St. Petersburg, we're going Russia. Oh. Throw them in as well. You know what, make it a, make it an, a, you know, a, a five-team group. Throw CSK Moscow in there. Let's that, off.
0: Bin that off. Give me a Euro, Europa Conference League, Ibiza FC away. I should give it over two legs, but we'll play both away. <laughs>
1: that would be pretty good.
0: It's Liam Keane and Ethan Judah with your post-match report from Pasha Nightclub. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, OK, let's move on. Um, Perfect. Uh, Aid says, when will we be seeing a real test of Liam's martial arts prowess with a cage fight between him and Joe Edwards?
1: I hear it's a bit of a grudge match as after Liam pinched Joe's job. Whoa. Can't be saying that, no. Me and Joe get on very well. He's a good bloke. Um, yeah. It, Look, the poor wait, lad's uh, covering Walsall. Just give him, a, give him a bit of a break. <laughs> Just yeah. lay down for him. It, but, um, well, I'm not sure a cage fight. You know, I'm not much of a. You know, I don't really have much boxing experience or anything like that. So I'm not sure I'd really be doing cage fine. If it was, you know, here comes the special word again. If it was jiu-jitsu, um, oh, God, it would be bad for Joe, wouldn't it? <laughs> God, it would be really bad for him. He'd be tied up in a bow and mangled and, yeah, it'd be horrible. Uh, speaking of that, I know, I know people literally do not care, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I I got a nice bit of good news uh Oh. With, with my jiu-jitsu the, uh, last week. Oh. I got my first ever stripe, is what they call it.
0: Oh, you get a gold star! <laughs> oh, up. yeah! So, Did you get a pat on the head from Sensei?
1: God, I would bat you, it would be so easy as well. Oh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you get stripes as like a mark of progress throughout the bouts, and then yeah. you get a max of four. Right. And yeah, I've got my first
0: one. First try. My Pretty God. good. I
1: mean, you've been going so much, they just, they just, they just have to give you something didn't to keep you
0: going. They need your subscription. I get it. It's all good. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Giddings, how was the Super Bowl and can you get me a ticket for next year, please? I can get you a ticket, Jonathan, but you're to have to pay some wonga, my friend. You're going to have to pay some wonga. Um, it was magnificent. An unbelievable experience. Definitely a one, one, one crossed off the bucket list and I shall be going back. That's for certain. Uh, Tom gave, gives <laughs> a funny question about the Royal Family which I can't really uh, answer because it's, a bit, it's, it's, it's a, people will complain but uh, it did make me giggle Tom thank you very much uh, Andrew Knight says promote the FA Youth Cup team looks promising uh, be great to get a full house for the last eight games
1: yeah you know Wolves are are really doing well at, all, at lots of different age groups now. Uh, the FA Youth Cup, the under eighteens beating Spurs three nil the other night, which was perfect. You know, it was the day before the uh, the senior team went and did them over as well. Mm. Um yeah, they're looking really good. They've got Brighton up next, I believe it is. Uh and um and yeah, hopefully I'll try and get along to to some of their games and some of the I uh, you know, I do within twenty threes and the women and everything as well because Wolves are, are really you know flying high on on quite a few fronts and also to mm-hmm. mention the women briefly while we're there you know reaching yeah. reaching the top of the table i know they have a game um postponed the other at the weekend but they were top of the table up until that weekend and uh and yeah you know it's um yeah i think it, it's it's testament to, to what you know has being done behind the scenes of you know off the field uh it's a they are they are a well ordered machine despite what some fans you know have a bit of a a bit of a moan about um, and Wolves are, are reaping the rewards from it and you know they get, they've get they got a few a few exciting prospects as, as you mentioned the under, under 18s coming through that um, that hopefully will, uh, will be placed for the future mm. Sean
0: can't answer that question it's a bit too sexual crazy <laughs> but the answer of course is yes um, uh, let's have a look. I know uh, what the question is when is, it, when is uh, so look Lard says uh, why isn't the team getting up for home games as much as they were for away days at this moment in time
1: Um. It's tough. I think you, you know, they've obviously got a very good run away from home at the moment. I think with home games, it depends on the opposition. Um, and and a, a game like Arsenal, they've got to try, excuse me, try and find the balance between, you know, winning the game and putting on a performance for the home fans and being on the front foot and not leaving themselves too open to be punished. And I think that's probably the balance they've got to try and strike. It didn't really work playing the three. Four three against uh, against Arsenal, and I don't think Trinkau the best of games. He was he was okay, but um, you know when, when they played the three midfield recently, it has worked. Uh, actually, it didn't work against Norwich, but it has worked uh, in in plenty of other games. And um, I just think they need to find a little bit of that balance, and and also when you don't have an Adama Traore, who's the kind of player you you would more often play at home than away, that little spark and uh is missing a little bit. So they need a little bit more. Maybe energy, a bit more, a bit more of a punch going forward, uh, which Twinkar doesn't really offer. N- not really a criticism; it's just the type of player he is. Um, but perhaps Huang coming back in will will, will add to that. So uh, yeah, hopefully they'll they'll be able to pick that up. And, and against you know Leicester coming up, it's a a tough game certainly, but it's it's you know on paper probably the easiest one of the of the running at the moment.
0: Baz uh, says, "What's the front three when they're all fit? I mean, say front three, but does." Does Raoul play better in a, in a front two? Do you feel with that with that changing formation, or do you think it was it was just a horses for course and they still stick to, to to mainly the front three?
1: I think it will be back to a three for for the you know for Leicester coming up with everyone fit. It's a tough one. I'd probably go and this but is I think
0: everyone fit and firing is probably the best way to yeah. describe it.
1: Yeah, I think so because you've got to obviously add Neto in and this is a big if if he's going to be fit and firing. But if he is, I'd say you'd probably go Jimenez, Neto and Pedence, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's save that one for later. Would you rather see Morgan Gibbs-White next season as an
1: option or Trincao? Personally, I'd want Morgan Gibbs-White. Um, it's a tough question because I'm not sure Gibbs-White really fits this system. You know, if they make a drastic change in formation and system potentially gives what well, it's got a real good chance of coming in but I don't he, for me he's more of a ten, he's not really a he's not really a winger.
0: A few people asking for netto uh, update, um Liam.
1: Got the press conference tomorrow hoping to get to, hoping to get something there with that one. Uh yeah, he's uh, I saw him briefly at the train actually the other day and he's uh he was you know I, I didn't see him warming up or anything but you know he's in and around it so uh so, yeah, hopefully it will be um, not too far. Do you think Neves will go in the summer, says Jez? I think it's a big summer for Wolves and for him because he's he'll, he'll of course, be on two years left by the time the uh, the summer's around uh, on his contract, that is. So, they can't they don't want to get into a situation like they were with Traore. And I think it's a big summer to either tie him down or be prepared. For the possibility of it, but I wouldn't say if You know, I wouldn't say it's cut and dry. Certainly, and, and if we get Europe, you know, that helps their cause. It does. I mean, I agree. I think. I think
0: with with the two years left, it will be a make or break for me. If he's not going to sign a new deal, then that that will be the time to maximise exactly what you're going to get. And they they could they could get huge, huge money for him. And I hope he stays. I really do. I really do. But look, if the negotiations aren't going the way if you know if Ruben wants to go and play Champions League football. If Wolves don't get it, if Wolves don't get European football, let's say, I don't think anyone begrudge him a move to a massive club with the age that he's been at. And if they're going to get huge, huge money for him, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he stays. And I'm, 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 like you say, I don't think anything's cut and dried. But I feel like it will be a make or break this summer. There won't be a situation where it will run into the following season.
1: Yeah, it starts to feel like that, and I think you're right. With um, you know, it if the money uh, you know was was right, and if Wolves aren't in Europe, I don't think anyone could really begrudge him. Particularly, you know, he's just reached 200 appearances. He's been a great servant to the club. I think Wolves fans understand that that may happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Dean says, "How much did your Vegas adventure was reminiscent of the Hangover films?" Dean, a lot more than I than I than I would like to like to care to believe, but um, it was a. Uh pretty similar at times to be honest pretty similar but like I say I can't say too much about it um, ba, 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 ba. Nathan Judy can we expect an intro of the 250th episode like the style of the rock at the Super Bowl also what's the last quarter that you remember clearly my money's on the second because I'm imagining a thirsty half time yeah to be honest it was it was, it was was a little bit of a blur towards the end of it because um, I was drinking heavily from about six hours before the game but um, still good times good times uh, how many marshmallows can you fit in your mouth, Keno? Says Tara.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: We're for all sorts here on this show.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> certainly do. I'm going to go with a conservative guess of... I oh, don't know, six. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll try it.
0: Okay, uh, last one. Who would be your next Bond? Spears, or Edwards.
1: Yeah, you know, I um, I would love to be able to to say my myself but um being realistic i think edwards has probably got uh... i think you've got probably like the tall dark um look of edwards
0: with the martial arts of Kino and the womanising of Spears.
1: How's that? As a, as a <laughs> you know what? Situation. That, it's a great answer because you've, you've got us all involved there rather than me, <laughs> what I was about to say, leaving me and Spears on the sidelines. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I'll take your answer. Perfect.
0: Get the dream trifecta. Great questions, Ali. what's your favourite one for the uh, for the prize for the,
1: um, the 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 football content? Plenty of good ones. I, mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it wasn't really more of a f- football content one, but I've got to okay. go with the... Um, the dream Champions League group one just because it got me it got me thinking and it got you excited uh, yeah. yeah it got me a little bit excited so I'll go with that
0: let me have a look who that was uh, bear with me ba, 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 ba. still going still going uh, uh, can't find it you can find it you find it oh here we go Jack Jack Crutchley uh, give us an email nathan.juda at express and Star. oh no it's mnamedia.co.uk my bad we changed recently. And for the uh, the one that tickled me the most, uh, Lynx Wolf wins that one. Uh, he's put um, he's put a side-by-side image. He's put, A thought occurred the other day. One of these spends a lot of time in the gym, has a seemingly <laughs> seemingly bottomless bank account, drives a car very fast, uh, spends a lot of time in the US, and always has a younger sidekick. Have they ever been seen in the same room and has a me opposite Batman? Uh, so that made me laugh. So Lynx Wolf, you have got... Uh, yourself a prize as well. Again, getting in touch, Judah. media.co.uk Media dot FYI I'm more I'm more of a penguin in my in my in my younger days. I would say more Joker now. But I'll take Batman. I'll take Batman. Coming out soon as well, so very topical.
1: Yeah, it looks like a decent film actually. i might, might give it a watch.
0: The old Robert Patterson. Yeah, Didn't good watch one. those vampire films, whatever they were called. Twilights were
1: they? Yeah, and it wasn't wasn't, really my good. wasn't my no. thing either. It wasn't my thing. I think I might have seen little bits here and there over the years, but it's not really my thing.
0: No, no, I want pure genuine and horror. If I'm going, I don't want some sort of twelve teenage romance werewolf situation going on. I don't want
1: any of that drama.
0: Uh, right, Leicester City, Liam. Saturday, three o'clock. Is it? I think it is.
1: No, is no, it? no, no, no. Uh, Sunday. Sunday, two, 2 p.m. Is it? Yes.
0: Bloody <laughs> hell! I was going to turn up for don't, <laughs> don't turn up for the
1: wrong day, mate.
0: Is it Sunday. Christ it Almighty! All right, okay. All right. I'm going to have to work out what I'm doing on Saturday now.
1: I've got it down at three o'clock on Saturday. What is it, Sunday at two? Uh, oh, no, excuse me. It's actually half four Sunday. <laughs> is <it>? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've oh, you got the time anything. wrong. Oh, my God. We half don't know where four? we're going to be, mate. We've got no idea.
0: Oh, you see. They just all roll into one these days, You see,
1: Leicester are playing today in the Conference League. That's uh, why.
0: okay, okay, okay.
1: Four, five... Liam King Leicester 430 Sunday morning you. <laughs> uh
0: right what we're going to see what changes we're going to see I guess um, I guess the big situation the big talking point and and maybe Bruno will be able to um to, to give an update will be the the fitness of Jean Mutinio who was he didn't really know did he when he was asked post match against Spurs and, and I guess that will be key into thinking of of not only the the team but also probably the formation.
1: Yeah I think so and I think he um he, he, yeah he did, certainly didn't rule out the possibility of uh, Matino being back, uh, so yeah, one one hopefully we'll we'll find out more on um, on tomorrow, and I think it does have a big impact really on what the the team's going to be because I'm, and I am a little bit stuck on what I think the team will be as well mm. because could he go I, with the same side? He could, but my my head's starting to think that maybe he'll bring. Trink back in and go three four three. Mm. But we then have to we then have to see <laughs> Neves and Dendonka mm. most likely in a two. Mm. Wow, well, <laughs> okay, <I'm sorry>. which <coughs> doesn't really work for me. Mm. Um so I'm a little bit I'm a little bit stuck with where I think the team might go. Do I um, think Huang might come in. I, I think it'll be too soon. I think it'll be too soon for him, you know, we he was meant to get 15 minutes at home to Arsenal, then had the the back spasm that kept yeah. him out, which was very bizarre. Um, and then he got his 15 minutes uh, away at Spurs, um, and that 15 minutes was that was obviously as I said meant to be for Arsenal was described by Bruno as a you know a pre-planned move, having spoken to the doctors in an effort to get him some minutes and build okay. him up. So okay. I'd be I'd be very surprised if he yeah. was thrown straight into the starting eleven. Um, but you look at you look at how. Leicester lineup um they their 2-2 draw with with West Ham which of course they threw away a win there in that game. Uh they they started in a 4-3-3. So it'd be very interesting if they stuck with that um and, and how Wolves would would line up against that. I would if that's the case I would imagine we'll see potentially a 3-5-2 and and probably the same team actually that mm. Spurs unless Martinez is fit and available to start. Um and yeah, I think I think we'd probably see Kundal get his first start at uh, at Molyneux. And you then got a you then got the challenge of being able to find goals with only the two up top, which they overcame against um against Leicester, and they were very good because mainly because of how Raoul played, I feel that you know he held the ball it brought us into play, found space, ran positively with the ball and, and aggressively forward then Donk, of course, coming through and uh, in between the lines and uh, uh, picking the ball up and finding space. So I think it, with the opposition and the way they 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 have lined up, that's probably slightly more likely. But with it being at home, that's what makes me feel that maybe Trinkau will come in and he'll go with the uh, the three up top. Mm. Um, so certainly decisions to be made, and it, you know it's not a it's not an easy game um, no. for obvious reasons. You know Leicester. I think I've got a very good manager. They can still I've hurt got, you, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. They're not, got, definitely got some not players. the
0: force that they were, but at the same time, and you can get at them, and I really hope that they do because they owe Leicester a bloody win, by the way. Out of all the all the all the games that we've seen, so that they owe them, they owe them a bit of a battering. I'd love to see it but um, if they're not at the races, then they'll get beat. It's simple as. Because they've still yeah, got very good players.
1: Exactly, and I think they have got a good manager. However, they are their, their forms dipped. You know, they, as I say, two two with with West Ham, they lost two 0 to Liverpool. They lost four one to Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup, which was a very poor result. One one with Brighton, lost three two to Leicester. So, you know they've they've dropped plenty of points, and, and I've got some pretty poor results in recent games. Mm. If Wolves are at it, you know they will be favoured certainly.
0: Right, here we go then for the um, for the big prize, the big the big shirt. It's yeah, I've got, Go on.
1: I've got an apology to make. Go on. You know, the competition may have slipped my mind.
0: Oh, Kino, you had one one task. Okay, One week I'm off and it goes to shit. What's Mr. going
1: on? Mr. Johnny Drury also slipped no, his mind. No, don't blame Johnny. He's, he's, so John, Johnny's
0: it, Johnny's you know flying solo on his own. It's his first Wolves podcast. You're the constant here. Me and what Johnny are doing, in this man? together.
1: We're in it together. Um, and, Showing uh, the blame, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't shoulder it all on my own. Um,
0: and your your result would have been two nil Wolves at, at Spurs as well. Yeah, uh,
1: probably not. No, I, I was actually thinking one one. So, uh, so no, you know, nothing lost. No, no, no competition lost. Nothing just,
0: venture, nothing gain is the is the term you're looking for, Liam. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, right, Wolves we'll so, we'll against Leicester. I need so, to go. But, um, right, I've got to get to a. I've got to get to a press conference at the Bankers for the. 11th Warsaw manager in two seasons. Um, right, Wolves against Leicester. I'm going to go Wolves 1, Leicester City 0. <sighs> Kino, you're the one for the, all the cash, all the wonga, all the money, oh. all the prizes. Give me a prediction. Palage.
1: 2-0. Two 2-0, nil.
0: Two nil. oh.
1: To Leicester. What? No, I'm joking, I'm joking, oh, I'm joking. Oh, man. <laughs> no chance, no, no, no. 2-0 Wolves, 2-0 Wolves.
0: Sounds a plan. I uh, hope you enjoy the poddy. Glad to be back. Hopefully I'll... I'll um, I'll regain my voice by by this time next week but uh, hopefully it wasn't too bad Uh, from me, from Liam have a great weekend we'll see you not Saturday but Sunday 4.30 kick off Wolves against Leicester take care bye bye